the number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's my anniversary. It's my stroke. Wait, not my stroke anniversary. It's not your stroke anniversary. It's your stroke anniversary. It's your stroke anniversary. Don't be singing all nice, making me sound. T- well, actually, I don't want to sing because I'm going to make you sound horrible with my amazing singing voice. People will be like, "Wait, I thought she was the singer." Yeah, that's why I don't sing. I just don't want to embarrass you. Sure, that's what they say. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joe. And I'm Lauren. And we are the, the Narrow Nerds. Yes, that was on time. I feel pretty good about I feel pretty good about that. Neuro Nerds. All right, so this is a special-ish uh, episode of the Neuro Nerds. So. My uh, awesome neuro nerd uh, partner, Lauren, is out being amazing. She has some competitions to get ready for, and she everybody knows Lauren's an ass kicker, and she's kind of killing it. So uh, sitting in for Lauren um, today is my incredible significant other who's making a really weird face at me for some reason, <laughs> um, Felice. Say hi. hi. Hello, everyone. So it's a special uh, episode because it's a Joe-centric episode, which are always the best, aren't they? Well, I guess maybe. For me, um, so it's my it was my stroke anniversary a few short days ago. I say stroke anniversary because it sounds awesome, doesn't it? Instead of like, oh, you know, it's your anniversary, it's your anniversary when I have my stroke. No, it's my stroke anniversary. I think it sounds really, really cool. So it's been two years since I damn near died. August fourth, August fourth, two thousand sixteen, and the whole month of August, pretty much, because you were in the hospital for several three weeks. Oh three yeah, weeks. I, I, I have no oh, memory more. of that. None. Yeah. I know you don't. I uh, remember it all. <laughs> I remember when I had a fully functioning brain. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I don't remember anything about it. I honestly don't even remember waking up. That's what's really crazy about, like, having a brain injury. Like, the lights just kind of, like, went out. At one moment, I was watching you at a bar sing. Not, like, a random bar that you just got up and, like, started singing. You actually had, <laughs> I had a, a show. Had I, a, I'm not crazy. Yeah, you actually, it wasn't like Coyote Ugly. Yeah. Like you actually had a show, and I was really excited. I was hanging out with your dad, and we are watching you, like, put on your show. And I had, like, this massive headache. I, I remember drinking beer 
and taking aspirin? Yeah, that was a horrible idea. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I wasn't the brightest not person in the world. Not me or my dad's idea at all. I no, just no, want no. everybody to know that. It was definitely a, a, a Joe idiot idea. It was a Joe dumb fix. So I remember that and then just not feeling well. And then I remember nothing for apparently like a month and a half. No, just about a. It was about uh, three weeks plus a few days. Yeah, I, I I don't have much memory. Like I, what's really crazy is it drives me a little loopy that I don't remember waking up. Like I don't remember. Oh, I woke up and you were the first thing that I saw. No, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember anything. I just know I went from that moment hanging out with your dad with this massive headache and watching you perform, and then just kind of like. I, radical acceptance, I guess. I was in a hospital and I was being told like where to move and to stand up and to try to walk and uh, just do all these things. It was really, really weird. I didn't have that moment of clarity where it's like, oh, this happened. And well, and you keep saying you when you woke up, he didn't actually. Um, he wasn't like in a coma for a <laughs> month. He was awake, but. You, when you actually like you mean woke up like where you yeah remember. when i say wake up like to me i was asleep i don't know what was happening i could have been in a bubble i could have been like in a in a frozen cube like wesley snipes and sylvester stallone and demolition man you remember that mm-hmm. oh come on that's one of my favorite movies anyways uh, yes, I, could, I remember I, that you had me watch it because <laughs> i'm a good person so uh, i could have been that i could have been like somewhere else i could have been in a pit like i don't know i have no memory at all so to me i was just asleep like mentally, right. even though I was awake, I guess, and I was Doing talking. All kinds of things. I know I was flashing people. You were flashing. You are welcome, everybody. You were making <laughs> jokes. That Obviously, because I'm hilarious. Telling the nurses that you were not a drug addict, but you kept joking <laughs> that you liked to do cocaine. So I said this before, but for for those of you who don't know, uh, one of the last things that I watched, I guess, before my stroke, uh, there was this TV thing. Um, it was on YouTube. It, it was, was like, yeah. It was, yeah. It was on YouTube. So it was, there was this re- reporter video. and she was going around. It was like Powerball. And she was asking people, she's like, what would you do if you won like the $500 million? And like, everybody's like, oh, I'll do this. I'll do that. So she was at like a liquor store and there was like the Spanish cat. And he was just kind of like, he just looked like he was up to no good. He just looked, <laughs> he just looked like he was going to say something horrible. And she's like, sir, if you won, like, what would you do? And she handed him the mic and he just looks over. Cut, like he cocks his head back and he goes, get a bunch of cocaine and hookers. And she was like, oh, um, uh, so I just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. And apparently that memory stuck because when I was in the hospital, all I did is talk about cocaine and hookers. I just thought it was funny. I thought it was funny before. I don't remember making those jokes, but apparently I just made those jokes nonstop and it was a headache for police. And I had to keep telling the nurses, no, he did not do any drugs. He's not, he's not into drugs. He doesn't do drugs like that. And they just kept it. It's okay. If I mean, if he does or did, we just need to know. I'm like, no, they, he, no, he's joking. Yeah, he no, 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 really no. He, bad sense of humor. No, he's an idiot. Just really understand. He's, he's, he's an idiot. He, he doesn't do drugs. So I guess one of the leading causes of strokes for somebody my age when I had my stroke at 39 um, was people do cocaine. People like do a lot of drugs. And then that like messes with your your brain, your heart, whatever it is. But they were like, yeah, so if you did it, like we need to know because there's certain drugs that we can't give him. They'll literally kill him if he's on cocaine. And I was like, oh, okay, I won't make they those make certain medications. Let's, yeah. Let's let's it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently, like I was told, you know, stop making those jokes. It's it's not good. I was like, OK, OK, OK. And then immediately start joking about cocaine hookers again. Yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was fun but, for me. But I guess. you talk you were talking a lot. I mean, you never stopped having a sense of humor through the whole 
experience, um, even though you don't remember. Even in the face of apocalypse, I am awesome. <laughs> Your personality was intact. Yeah, even on the way, even on the way to the um, the hospital, they asked you who the president was, and you said when they were doing the baseline questions, and you said this was in going to like in the emergency room. You, you were full fledged, like the second day or the third, the third day, no, second day of of having the stroke, and you they said who's the president? You're like, oh, not definitely not the orange guy. <laughs> it was right before the elections so um yeah so you you were you kept your sense of humor the whole time which i'm glad great. that makes me very very happy because that's one of the things that like i'm glad i didn't lose i lost most of my mind i guess <laughs> but my sense of humor stuck so that's good uh so two years yeah it's crazy so i've only been fully coherent about a year i'd, I'd say a little over a little under maybe um, every day that goes by, I become more and more, I guess, myself, like things stick more. Remember, yeah, my, my, my neurons are connecting. So like, uh, certain memories are coming back, certain words, um, that were a lot more difficult to get to are just there now, which is amazing. Um, so, so yeah, I'm a, like, I say all the time, I'm a work in progress like the rest of us, but you know, I'm, I'm progressing and it's, it's feeling pretty good. So from where I was year one to like year two, I think I'm kind of killing it. Yeah, he he just to kind of go over a timeline of like his recovery. Um he did p- um physical therapy. I was I was like couldn't think of the word talking about can't recall word, words. Um he was doing <laughs> he did physical therapy uh until about June after he came so August 2016, he had the stroke. June 2017, he was just about done with physical therapy. And really, I mean, before the new year um, in 2016, he was already walking pretty well. Um, he didn't need a, a cane anymore. He needed a cane when he came right when he came out of the hospital and he immediately wanted to get rid of it. I'm like, <laughs> I Joe, I, I don't want game. you to fall. And there was a couple of moments when he, oh, no, you did no, fall. I, I, you did I'll, fall I'll, I'll around com- the house. Yeah. I'll comfortably say I was an idiot. Um, I suggest that anyone out there who's struggling to like get back, like literally get back on your feet. There's a couple of people. Actually, there was a woman that reached out to me today and she like, she's like, you know, I'm, I, I'm using a cane. Like, how did you like, do you have any ad- advice? My advice, be patient. Be patient. It's Listen so to your difficult. One, one of my um, therapists, I don't remember which one, but he was like, all right, so you have to be patient or you're going to be a patient longer. So I thought that was yes, pretty good. Yes. I thought it was pretty genius. So um, I, I'm doing quote fingers. I would forget my cane all the time. I just didn't want to take it. I just, just, I felt conveniently. That's when his memory didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, you're, where, where is your cane? Oh, I forgot it. I didn't forget it. I just didn't want to bring it because I don't know. It's, it's combination of vanity, um, uh, uh discomfort. Like I didn't want, I, I didn't like it. I, I just, I didn't like what it stood for. I wanted to be above it again. Don't do that. It's only a moment in time that you're in this position right it's not weakness to show to admit that you're weak for this moment it's weakness not to so i was weak i was very weak. weak for longer if you, you get will hurt. so i remember um just walking around the house <laughs> oh my gosh so i i should have had my cane i didn't and this is again this is just my home i'm just walking around my home i fell so hard like it was you know those commercials where i've fallen and i can't get up it was comical because I kind of try to brace myself and then like I tripped over like my own feet. I landed like I hit my back. And then next thing I know, I'm literally staring at the ceiling. 
it was a problem. Like I, I, I didn't even, I don't even think I told you like yeah, how bad it was. No, and then he told me he gave me a heart attack. Yeah, I was like, hey, so not to freak out, but I did fall. Not a little a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I just, I, I fell. Like I would, it, it, it was rough. So you know, it, it's, it's not weakness to, to use the cane. Like if I could do it again, you know what? I'm not even gonna lie. I would do the exact same thing. But I would advise everybody out there, just stay the course. You got to crawl before you walk. You, you do. walk before you run. I tried to run before I was even standing. And so. he learned really quickly that he had to be patient with his recovery. And something I else. I because everybody would yell at me. <laughs> something else that we did that was really helpful is we requested um, a handicap placard for him. And he had it until about, I think it was May 2017. Yeah, I had it for about a year. No, not a year. Did it was, I have it? No, May, no, I had May, it. May 2017. So you had the stroke in August 2016 till May. I'm not going to do math on the months right now. So <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't do math anymore. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was really helpful because it we could park close to wherever we needed to go. So I suggest to anyone who is getting over a brain injury and has physical impairments, make sure to talk to your doctor about getting a handicap yeah, placard. Yeah, get that placard. It was very helpful. Because not all the time will the will it, uh, your doctor um, volunteer that information that, hey, you can get a handicap. Ha- I could sign off for you to get a handy a, te- a temporary handicap placard. Yeah, it's not, it's not permanent, like, unless you're permanently injured. You yeah. know, it's not permanent. It's only temporary. And it was very helpful for me because just standing for, you know, two, three minutes, it, it was a problem. Like, it, it was hard. That was very, very difficult. And just walking like long periods, like, oh, well, I parked, I don't know, half a block away. That was a journey. It was almost trying to get to like Mordor <laughs> in Lord of the Rings. It's the nerdiest thing I think I'll ever say. Wow, Lauren. Yeah, I know, right? See, that that, that was an honor. It's okay. Lauren. You didn't start naming off like I didn't, all, and I'm not, all the languages and elves. I'm and not speaking elvish. Species and I'm not naming the tertiary characters Sorry, that are related Lauren. to the tertiary characters. <laughs> but but yeah, like like stuff like that. It, it was very helpful. It's those little things. And again, vanity alone. I'm like, oh, my handicap. I don't need a handicap placard. I did. I needed it. And it, it wasn't permanent. It it's was not temporary. It was for that moment. That it's going to be like that forever. It's just to help you for right now. And and like, you know, if eventually if you do have um, some impairments that you do need a permanent handicap, d- don't 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 shy away from that. It doesn't mean that you're weak. It's just you you need to make sure that you get the help you, that you, you know can. What it means? All the help that you can. It means you can park anywhere. Yes. Very true. <laughs> you know what else it means? It means you don't have to put money in meters. Yes. So that does. was very helpful for a few months. Yes. But um, yeah, it was very, very helpful. And so just make sure you talk to your doctor about that. If you are um, a caregiver, um, you know, make sure. Yeah, for, for sure. If you're for a your... caregiver, because I wouldn't have even have thought to do that, yeah. like at all. I'm so thankful to have, you know, Felice as my, my advocate, my my caregiver. And um, I think she'll need uh, an advocate and a caregiver after <laughs> I'm done <laughs> because the emotional strain of me. Um, but yeah, t- two years later, um, I, it, it's I'm feeling pretty good, you know, and and I the more and more of you guys that are out there that reach out to me and talk to me like the better I feel because I feel like what I'm doing, like I started this with um, early on with 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 Lauren, because like we struggled really, really hard to find like a community. You know, and then I found this chick and I'm like, oh, my gosh, like you're you had a brain injury. You understand what I'm going through. Oh, my God, you're a nerd. No, no, no. You're like queen of all nerds. And so, you know, we, we couldn't really find a community. So just building a community um, our, ourselves was very helpful, like through for our recovery, you know, like and now I kind of feel like I'm doing that for you guys, which is 
amazing because it's really helpful for me. Like I'm doing this because I kind of have to. Like this is my routine now, and routine is everything. That's as very true. I've yep. said like a million times, and now like the more and more and more of you are reaching out to me, and like I'm I'm hearing your stories. I'm I'm helping you guys. What's really cool is I'm actually starting to ask you guys for help too. So at the beginning, it was really really difficult for me to like be like, hey guys, so you know I'm going through this, and like I I don't want to be that guy. And also, like, physically, uh, mentally, I'm a basket case. But, like, physically, I'm doing, like, really, really well. And there's, like, a lot of you out there that are, like, still suffering, um, you know, uh, a lingering effects of, of the stroke or the brain injury. And physically, you're not, like, really. Like physical uh, deficit. Yeah, a- as far along as I am. So, like, I just feel horrible saying, hey, well, what are you doing to get better? Because, like, I guess physically I'm doing better than you. But mentally, I'm sure you guys are all doing better than me. And we're all here to help one another. So, I've been reaching out to you guys and you guys have been giving me like little tips and tricks and it's been incredibly helpful, you know, and just hearing your stories is like crazy inspiring for me because it's, it's, <laughs> it's tiring. It's tiring to be super positive. It's tiring to reframe everything and be like, everything is good, but you know, it, it's necessary because like no matter how terrible and how bad things get, Hey, w- we made it. We, we lived, yes. you know, that like, was something that was a really big change for you i think and i think one of the positive things out of this experience which i think it's important to for everyone to try to look at the positive i know that you can be like oh man what's positive about having a stroke but for joe um just getting a new lease on life he got a new lease on life after this stroke he became um more positive he became motivated to live his best life that's like Joe's slogan. I'm trying to just live my best life. <laughs> it, it is. I'm like Cardi B. Yeah. I, I'm living my best life. Best life is his favorite Cardi B song. So No, no, no. no. I'm just exactly like Cardi B. Oh, you are. Yeah. You're so like Cardi B. Yeah. Have you, have you? Um, <laughs> so, you know, trying to find the positives out of a negative situation, what us, you know, an apparent negative situation is so very important. And I really admire how much Joe has turned this whole situation into a positive in his life and by creating this podcast and creating his blog and just really helping others um in their journey that's really been inspirational to me um as his partner so yeah I love oh do, oh do go on more um, me so back to the timeline so timeline over his recovery so he stopped his physical no stopped he graduated from his physical therapy in um, i didn't even get a diploma this is bullshit june 2017 well they signed something i think i might have that yeah it was a big piece of paper i said get the hell out yes and then but he also was doing um occupational therapy at the same time his physical therapy and his occupational therapy were both going on um they were parallel uh uh, therapies that he was doing at the same time as well as um doing cognitive therapy like with a psychologist yeah to make me less crazy yeah just to help with all those the emotional side of the recovery um but he has continued with his occupational therapist and he's still seeing his occupational therapist she's, she's amazing like those are, I, I adore my occupational therapist she's he's talked about her a lot on i do i do she contributes <laughs> she contributes to um my my blog yeah, the last blog that was uh, the newest, the latest one. He's coming out with another one this week, but the latest one um, was by Kaylee. She she gave all oh kinds God, of really so good information. And a lot of you guys have reached out and said like how helpful it was, which is amazing. Yeah. And she's been like, she's I would be lost without my occupational therapist. And, and I, I say that before, like I truly, truly mean that. She's been 
she's meant so much to my recovery because she actually cares. She goes like above and beyond to like help me figure out all of the stupid issues that I have, you know, physically, mentally, like she, she's amazing. I wish everybody had a Kaylee, um, uh, during their recovery. I do. They don't, but I do. I wish they and, do. And if you don't know what occupational therapy is, I just looked up the definition so I can read it. So it, it sounds like I, I know what I'm talking about. Nerd. <laughs> Occupational therapy is a form of therapy for those recuperating from physical or mental illness that encourages rehabilitation through the performance of activities required in daily life. And I think that a lot of people are very like fuzzy on what's occupational, what's OT, occupational therapy. I think occupational therapy is one of the most important parts of um, at least Joe's stroke recovery. And I think for a lot of brain injury survivors, um, occupational therapy is very, very helpful. Um, just last week or the last couple of weeks, we've been really focusing on um, just organizing his life better with um, his occupational therapist. So she's had him get a um, paper uh, planner and a big calendar to kind of figure out what's the best way for him to be more independent. Because I help him a lot with his schedule and a lot with just reminding him about things. And I, I'm like a typical dude. I just kind of go where she tells me to go. But more so because <laughs> of not just because he's a typical dude, but more so because of some of the deficits he's dealing with with memory and things like yeah, that. Yeah, my memory sucks. And overstimulation. Um, he gets overwhelmed very easily. So I help him keep on track with his day to days. But we've been working in the past couple of weeks with um, his occupational therapist on helping him be a little bit more independent with that so that he can keep track of it. And I'm going to still help. But just so that he can keep track of it and, you know, keep up to speed with what he needs to do, especially since he's getting really busy with the blog and with the podcast. Yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm going to have Kelly Clarkson sing a song about me, Mr. Independence. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Isn't that great? Um, can you sing it? I, oh, what happened? Wait, how much can I sing? <laughs> I don't want to embarrass you with my amazing Do it. I want to hear voice. it. You guys have to hear him sing. <laughs> you don't. But <laughs> so so um, my memory sucks, uh, but it is getting better. So my long-term memory was mostly unaffected. There's a couple of things here and there that like, you know, are, are fuzzy or that I don't remember. And then sometimes it just drives me crazy and I get so fixated on why can't I remember this thing that I absolutely should remember. And it's my short-term memory that just blows. Like it it, it sucks. Um, but routine is helping with that. Routine yes. helps me w- uh, every day. Okay, like I get up at this time and I do this and I do this and I do that and everything is good. When routine breaks, that's when I have a breakdown. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that routine. Like we really created a really strong routine. I think post-stroke, a big part of that was meditation every morning, um, doing regular physical exercise um, regularly every week. We've gotten a little off because of the move, but we're about to get back on that this week. And um, just making sure he's got just regular things that he's doing that keeps him kind of in line because when it, when he doesn't have routine, it, he gets really overwhelmed. It's it's chaos. So you know, um, I, I've been told like I I get really short or I get like snippy. I get a little bitchy. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. So um, and oh well, you know that it was just really you got so amped so quickly. The thing is, I don't. Um, a normal person, not that I'm abnormal, I'm a little abnormal. Um, a normal person will have like, all right, you're you're at zero. That's your baseline. Just everything is fine. Everything is calm. And then like several things happen and it kind of amps you up a little bit. Now I'm at like a three and then some more things happen. Oh, wow. I'm at like a six. Some more things happen. Some more things happen. You keep on getting amped until boom, you're at a 10 and it's too much. Right. So that's normal people. 
I'm not normal people anymore. You know, I had a, a this gnarly brain injury. So I'm constantly overstimulated. I'm constantly like super amped and overwhelmed. I wake up just waking up in the morning. I'm at a five. That's how I wake up. So I'm halfway past where normal people like when people explode and get like really angry, or upset or overwhelmed or just burst into tears or like just fall down and they're like uh, 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 in the fetal position in a corner. I'm already halfway there when I wake up. So what's overwhelming is everything. Everything is overwhelming. So I remember when you told me that for the first time, I was like shocked because it just it that's yeah, I don't, I wake up and I'm like, OK, I'm pretty I feel pretty good. And I just woke up. We we meditate. I know the meditation helps like kick off your day and help, and probably helps calm you down from that initial you know, I, five I, that you I wake meditate up to Metallica and Slayer, so oh, I wow. might want to switch no, over to maybe Marley or something. I don't, I don't. Uh, me- meditation is very helpful. It's, it's abs- it, It's been key. I so I broke my meditation streak. I meditated for about a year and a half straight, and then like I had an idiot dumb moment. And I went on a bachelorette weekend for my friend, and how wasn't dare. there to she remind left, him. She left me alone. <laughs> I was all alone with only my thoughts, which was a horrible thing. And I meant to text him. Did you meditate today? And I completely and forgot. I didn't. So like and I was really, really bummed out. I literally I beat myself up for like a good 48 hours. But then I realized, all right, cool. Not a big deal. It was just a moment just of time. It doesn't take away the year and a half straight that he I meditated. 700 something plus days of meditation. Yeah. In like, his I, I, was, in there, so. I was I was killing it. I literally I was meditating every day since I got out of the hospital. So it was a bummer. I missed one. But I was right back on board, and now I'm just about what uh, five weeks in. Yeah. I'm almost forty oh, days oh, okay, um, uh, in at my next streak, and I'm looking forward to doing another year plus. That well, actually, I hope I make two years. Straight. Yes. So so yeah. So med- med- meditation's good. His dog has been very helpful. His service dog, uh, Stella, who's laying here on the floor. Oh, it's my puppy bear. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's how I talk to my dog. I'm not ashamed of it at all. I, I look at her and I pet her and I squish her cheeks and I'm like, oh, puppy, I love you so much. <laughs> And I think that a lot of people, um, especially brain injury, I've, we, we've talked to some people through um, that follow like the neuronerds on Instagram and things that, who have who also have service dogs. And I think it's really helpful, even if you don't have um, physical ailments like Joe suffers from PTSD and the overstimulation and has dissociative episodes. And she helps him. Um, she she snaps him out of those um, alerts him when he's having those those um, episodes. And. Um, there's a lot of information out there on psychiatric service dogs. And I think that it's difficult sometimes to figure out, like kind of navigate the whole, um, ADA world and understanding like how to get a service dog, how to get it trained and all that stuff. But we, we ventured into all that. We learned all that. We found a great shelter that has a great program, um, pause for life, uh, through karma rescue. Um, Do do your research for sure. And if you um, need specifics or have any, um, questions, you know, like, uh, uh, DM us, message us. I'm happy to share. We're we're, we're more than, than happy to help and share. Yes. Stella, my, my, my animal, she's been, she's been awesome. You know, she's just very calming because she's just a big hairy golden retriever and loving. And so she does offer emotional support as well. And that's something that I think that people get confused between the difference between psychiatric service dog and emotional support a psychiatric service dog can offer emotional support while an emotional support animal is necessarily a psychiatric service dog a service dog has skills and tasks that they can do or tasks and jobs that they can do for my, you. my dog is a swiss army knife she yeah, does basically, it all she does it all she's she's <laughs> she's the bestest pup 
yeah. in the world. She she also does taxes and you know she's just a genius. She's wise beyond her years. <laughs> she is. She's a rambunctious. People teenager always think she's years. like, oh, your dog. She's like ten years old. No, no, she's, she's almost, almost three. three. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's just got an old soul. She's got a very old soul. People who don't like dogs like Stella. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's weird. Like people are like, nah, man, I can't mess with dogs. They're like, you know what? Your dog's pretty your cool. Dog's pretty like, cool. yeah, I know. <laughs> Obviously, she's my dog. <clears throat> So, so yeah, she's been a big part of his recovery as well. She she has been. She's um she's great when it comes to routine because every morning I wake up, I meditate, I walk my dog, I come back, I make myself a shake because I gotta you know keep my girlish figure, um and and that's it. That's how I kick off every single one of my days. And when like something like when that doesn't happen, it's a little chaotic. It's not the easiest thing in the world for me, you know. Uh, but I'm getting better. I yeah, you're getting you're getting a lot better with. I mean, I think that in the beginning of recovery for anyone, it's good to try to not have too many variables. As you get further along, like Joe is now, um, he's learning how to adjust and be flexible with variables that happen from day to day. Still don't like it, but (laughs) I'm doing better with it. But I think that for especially for people that had a full time job before they had the stroke or whatever brain injury they suffered um, and now maybe can't work or have limited ability to work, they need to find some um some uh, uh regularity in their days day to days um routine is very helpful with that and that's one of the biggest things that i would say as a if you're a caregiver helping somebody someone through recovery um from a brain injury really try to help them find routine um that'll help keep them grounded yes yes yeah. v- very much so also patience on both sides you know <laughs> yes, like ob- obviously like you know we like i, I said before you know, we have to have patience or we're going to be patients mm-hmm. for a long period of time. The other side, too, just understand, like, how difficult this is for us. Like, it sucks, man. So um, it's not easy. It's not fun. Obviously, it's not easy. It's not fun for the other side. But, you know, it's it's weird because it's you're inside your own head and like you just want to you think a certain way and you're feeling these new things. You don't know really how to process them. You don't understand what's happening and you want to be understood, I guess. That's why it's it's really awesome to find like your community. That's why I love talking to you guys and hearing your stories and like because I compare them to mine and like I, I take something away from everything that you guys like tell me and I hope you guys do the same thing because you guys understand. I remember um, uh, I, I think I might have said this before, but like I went to Coachella, that big music festival, mm-hmm. and you know it, it was a big deal because it was massive. There's like so many people and there's so many lights and sounds. Like it's the antithesis of overstimulation. And I didn't know how I was going to get through it. I just knew I had to go to this thing because, you know, I really wanted to see B. I didn't. I'm not a Beyonce fan, but I became a fan after that. He totally became. He's part of the Beehive now. I, I'm part of the Beehive. I no. call it the Beehive because it makes sense. Beehive no. doesn't make sense. Why does it not make sense? Her because name is Beyonce, all, not Beyonce. Yeah, they, they he just her wants Bay. to call her Bay because, like, oh, you're like Bay, like you're like yes. Bay. You're my. Bae. It makes it makes sense. But like, no, Joe, no. Um, I, I, B. You, you could be part of the Beehive. I'll be Beyonce, part of the Beehive, not Beyonce. So, like, I, I remember telling people, and people were like, "Oh, wow," because, like, you know, it's post strokes. Like, oh, how did you do? Like, what was it? okay and then i remember i talked to um oh my gosh who was oh it was my my homie rianne from the netherlands my my gamer homie who's amazing and i i love love her twitter handle it's riri games badly that's hilarious I, and i also found out rianne is six foot one crazy Whoa. she's like Fun a, facts about rianne hey, yeah rianne. She, she's like a, a, a i got to see her on twitch when joe was watching her on twitch she was pretty cool yeah she, she's a she she's, had a stroke she did. She suffered a stroke. So she did. she's and she's playing video games. Actually, I'm sorry. 
let's make sure to come back to the Coachella video games. Yes. That's a great um therapy, occupational oh, therapy. But by, by the way, don't do it right away because you might, you might swallow your tongue. Yeah, you might. Get, um, so oh, I, that too. Yeah, yeah. so like uh, uh the overstimulation from video games, I wasn't allowed I was actually wasn't allowed to play video games for how long? If you Couple of months? are a seizure risk, you may not be. Yeah, it was a seizure risk the first like two games. two months out of the hospital. Yeah. And they were like, don't, one month, one, one month. month and they were like, yeah, don't game. And I was like, oh no, I want to game so badly because I'm a gamer. And then like when I finally picked up a controller and started to play, I was like, this is so foreign to me, and nothing made sense, and everything sucked. But it's great puzzle. It is. For it you, is. So like, um, about a year and a half uh, later, I like once I started like game again regularly, I realized it's so difficult. But it started to get my neurons to connect because like all the games that I play are like puzzle based games where it's like, Oh, well, you have to get this. What are your you, favorite ones? Um, like what am I? Oh, fallout is fallout, fallout four yeah. is probably uh, one of my favorite games. I play uncharted. I play grand theft auto, which one I think uncharted was the one game that you had not played before you had the stroke Yes, and you finished it now, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. So he finished a game guys. I did. If, you're, I was... if you're struggling, finishing a video game after having a brain injury, Know that there's hope, Joe. There is Joe, Joe did it. Joe did it. He finished Uncharted. Also, I'm amazing at playing video games and like, going back to old. But no, no, you no. Had no. To let's go let's, back to some old. Okay. Yeah, let's let's just Joe's praise. amazing. Let's ah, just praise how amazing I he's am. He's so amazing. Oh my god, he's such an amazing. Video <laughs> that doesn't seem forced at all. Um, yeah. So I like before the stroke, I would be able to play a game, and and I had this thing in my head: 48 hours, I could pass any game. Now, maybe like 48 days, but I'll do it. Um, so, but I'm back in the flow. Like I, I, I'm, I'm figuring out puzzles. I'm, I'm figuring out, uh, the gaming mechanics. Like I'm, I'm, I'm almost all the way back there, which is awesome, you know? But anyways, like I'm, I'm just going back to, um, the Coachella thing. And I talked to, to, um, my friend Rianne and she asked me the one thing that nobody had asked me. And it was just so, I was so thankful that like a fellow survivor, like understood what to ask i guess like nobody else would understand everybody's like oh wasn't it crazy wasn't it overwhelming like how did you do how did... same questions the first thing she asked was how do how were you when you got like a few days later like she wasn't asking me how i got through it because clearly i got through it she asked me how did i react like when i got home like no, nobody would even and i even thought about that like nobody would think to ask wait how were you after the fact yeah. not during how were you like the days following and she asked me that and i was like oh you get it because you're a survivor. You went through this and you understand how like broken brains work. Damage, not broken. Damage brains work, yeah. which Injured. is amazing. So any, any fellow survivors out there, like find your community, reach out to me. This is why I love talking to you guys because it's very helpful for me. And selfishly, like I don't care about you guys. No, I love you guys. Um, like, well, he started this to help others because and, and find a community for himself, but also to help others as well because he felt like he's doing so well. Um you know, physically, and he wanted to help others that may not be doing so well. Yeah, I feel almost a responsibility, you know, like I'm doing so well. So like, why, why would I not share how awesome this is to keep pushing through to be patient and like never give up? So long as you have hope, anything can happen. Anything. And I've seen miracles in talking to you guys and hearing your stories. Positive thoughts, man, can heal. Yeah, just like the tattoo you have on your side. Yeah. Positive energy activates constant elevation yes it's an acronym for peace yes yes keeping peace in your heart and and staying positive can do a whole world of good that's a big part of this too is your is your attitude towards your recovery absolutely staying 
positive. And plenty of cocaine and hookers. No, nope, none of no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, back to back to Coachella because I took you off track from that earlier. Um, oh no, no, it, it, it was, it was, it was. That was a feat. That I know was, you've talked about this before on the podcast, but I know you were bringing it up, and I totally took you off. It, no, no, it's fine. I got back to it. You know, and and Rianne asked me afterwards, like, how did I do after the fact? Yeah. You know, that's why I think talking to um, people who have gone through what you're you've gone through or are going through what you're going through is so essential, you know, because they're going to help you figure out some stuff. There's some stuff like I was um, told about post stroke fatigue. I didn't think that was a thing. Holy shit. That's a thing. Like it's, it's so, it's so exhausting. Like one conversation uh, with some, like just talking about like two minutes, something I didn't really know that I actually had to like think about. I'd have to take a nap for an hour. It's crazy. Post stroke fatigue is an absolute thing. I didn't know about that until I started talking to other survivors, you know? Post-stroke fatigue is not necessarily related to activity level or quality of sleep and does not always improve with rest. Post-stroke fatigue, the invisible symptom, affects between 40 and 70% of stroke survivors. It can make you feel unwell and like you are not in control of your recovery. What's great about Fun that facts is from Felice. <laughs> yeah, she, she didn't read that at all. I did read it. <laughs> yeah. I have I have my phone right here. Yeah, I'm able to it, fact check. It, it was painfully obvious you read that. <laughs> I was I wasn't trying to make it like forty it. to seventy percent of. I wasn't trying to make it like I came with that naturally. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I I see that all the time for you, and I you know that's a part of being patient as well as with being a caregiver is is also knowing when not not to push. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, come on, let's, let's get going. Let's do some things today. But then sometimes it's like, oh no, you're really tired. We had a big day yesterday and now this is what it's hitting you like this today. Um, so I have this thing, um, because I'm vain. I probably think this song is about me. Um, no. So I, I, I have a certain amount of vanity that I don't want people to see me as like broken or bent. I want them just to see me as, you know, I don't know. I want people to celebrate, um, I guess my my survival like oh wow like you, wait you had a stroke that's crazy like you're doing like i want that i don't want well you know yeah he had a yeah he had a stroke so i mean like, i don't want that i don't know why i i just i don't want that um it, i don't why please why am i like that because you have <laughs> a lot of pride um you uh you know you're a puerto rican man <laughs> yeah and that's you, probably why i had the stroke the too of your, you've been the male head of your your family and so you've always had to be the strong one. And anybody out there who's in that position where you've always been the strong one for your family or everything, look, if you are, you know, recovering from a stroke or a brain injury, you need to step down and let others step up and be there for you. Yeah. That's a big part of this, too, is learning how to take help. Yeah, to, 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 yeah. To, to be honest, that's real strength. That's yeah. absolute strength to say, hey, you know what? I need help. There's nothing more powerful than actually being honest with yourself and others in, in doing so. So when you came, I remember it was, it was I would basically pretend as best I could that I was fine, even though I wasn't, you know, so like I'd be exhausted mm-hmm. or I'd be crazy overwhelmed or I would just feel like a basket case. But I would still go about my day to days like nothing was wrong because I, I just didn't know how to really talk about it or i didn't think anybody would really really like understand and i don't want anybody to like look at me like i was weird or crazy you know i'm talking to you mostly because you live with me um and i just remember those one time i think i i just you noticed that like i was exhausted and i came home from i think it was one of the therapies and i laid down on the bed and like i almost passed out like right there and you came in and you said you're really tired aren't you you're you're really overwhelmed today 
Yeah. So I, you can't that's very, you very emotional it. right now yeah. um, because it was the first time where I was like, you see it, you know, because it, it's it's really um, it, it's really lonely to like feel this way and not have anybody like understand like what you're going through, especially like your significant other who's like amazing with you there the entire time. But still to feel like, wow, you're you're here and you're doing so much. And I'm so grateful for that. But you still have no idea what's happening and you don't see what's happening. So it was that moment where like I just felt like, wow, you get it. You you understand. And I remember like we were supposed to do something and I think we didn't do it. And I literally just slept for hours. <laughs> but it, it it meant the world to me that you saw without me saying anything and with, with me doing my best to pretend that I was fine and, and I'm strong and I'm ready to, to do everything. Just you, you saw that I w- it was just too much for me and it, and it just caught up. And, you can't, you can't and I appreciate fool, you that. You can't fool me. <laughs> no, no, I absolutely can. <laughs> yeah, no, I love you. I'm, I'm. That's why I'm here for you. You know, like that's and that's what that's one of the like what we were saying before. Like, really lean on your on your on your caregivers, no, your fam- your and if that's your your significant other or you know a family member or a friend, that's that's one of the best things that you can do for yourself through your recovery is find your tribe that's going to help you. Yes, get through this. So. Whether that's family, friends, strangers, doctors, anybody that you can find, find them, you know, find them, let them in, you know, let, let, hopefully they won't disappoint you, but give people the opportunity to disappoint you. Open up, share how you're feeling, be honest. Look, we came back from the brink of death. (laughs) We didn't come back to just bite our tongues and just like suffer. We came back to To open up, to be honest, to live, to grow, to thrive. So if you have a significant other, if you have like your your mom, your dad, your cousin, your sister, your your friends, a stranger, a therapist, open up, share how you're truly feeling. If you're tired, tell them you're tired. If you're frustrated, tell them you're frustrated. Somebody pisses you off, tell them they're pissing you off. Just share. And you're, you're, you're opening that window to have them help you, right? You're opening that window to bring you closer to whoever that is. Let that happen. Now, hopefully, they'll like, oh, this is awesome. I want to help you, and I get this, and they're there with you. Or worst case scenario, they're kind of dicks. Cool. Now you know. I can't. That's not the person. That's part of your life. And don't feel bad for opening up and giving that person the opportunity. You did nothing wrong. It's that other side. It's the other person. You know. And I don't even feel too bad for the 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 other like. I, I don't blame them a hundred percent because to be honest, to deal with like um, a stroke survivor or a brain injury survivor. It's a lot. It's a lot to ask from your friends, your family, your significant other. It's so much to ask. And the fact that they're there and they're helping us, we have to be pretty understanding to them. And as a caregiver, you can't get offended when they might, you know, get they may get a little upset or frustrated and it and it feels like it's getting taken out on you a little bit because that's, you know, it's it's a really hard um thing to go through and sometimes they get overwhelmed. Like Joe gets overwhelmed and overstimulated and he doesn't know how to regulate his emotion, his emotions sometimes. And I, and I know, okay, he's not taking that out on me. He's, he's overwhelmed. I'm going to give him some space. And we work on that all the time. And all all the, the time. time. We so, work on- so a, a wild animal, cause I'm kind of like a wild animal cause I'm badass and majestic and come on. How else am I like a wild animal? Um, stinky. Yeah, well, you know, I I, I do run. No, hot. he doesn't stink. I'm kidding. I I, I do sweat. Joe takes the, showers. I, yeah, and hashtag I, Joe takes uh, showers. And I do sweat in the shower. I'm a very uh, 
hairy, sweaty Puerto Rican dude. Um, so like, you know, like a wild animal has like, uh, there's like that story with the lion and the lion has like a, a splinter in its paw and it's like angry at everybody until like the little person removes the paw. And then it's like, it becomes friends with the dude for helping him with the pain. I'm like that because an animal like a lion or, or a wild animal can't explain the kind of pain he's in and tell you why. So like they react violently. That's kind of how I feel. Like I know some kind of like I'm in a lot of like pain, not physically, mostly like mental. I don't really know how to explain that. So like I'm just like, ah, and it sucks. I'm I'm, I'm trying. I'm, tr- I'm trying to get past it. I'm trying to like grow past it. And like, you know, I, meditation helps. Uh, I have certain tools. I just need to sharpen up my tools, you know, but go to I, therapy for it. I, I, I do. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go get seek outside help for that too. Mentally. Uh, again, that doesn't that's that doesn't make you weak. That actually makes you strong. Yeah. You know, and I have to listen to my words more because I beat myself up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, we both we both and we both get that sort of help, too, because like it's it is a this is this can be a tough journey. So don't caregiver caregiver and um, survivor alike. You don't be um, don't feel ashamed to go out and seek um, help. No, not, not, not at all. And, and again, like, like I was saying earlier, just, just be honest, give people the opportunity to disappoint you, you know, hopefully they won't, you know, and, and hopefully you find like your counterpart in, in your recovery. Um, but find someone, find a group, find something, um, for, for you to latch onto, for you to talk to, for you to be able to like process some stuff out, gain as much information about like, you know, what's going on, what's helped other people, what's hindered other people. It's so helpful. I've said this a million times. I'll continue to say it. The neuro nerds, we're here to help. I, I am here to help. So ask me questions. Hit me up. I'm a pretty nice guy. I respond to everybody who (laughs) who reaches out to me. He does. He, he answered like, He'll, I help him with managing his um his social handles and she's one of my people. But Joe answers all the the direct messages every pr- and every so person. I'll see I'll see like a bunch of push notifications. I'm like, whoa, Joe, are you handling all that? And he's like, yep, I'm, we're having a conversation back and forth. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> okay. That Joe Joe is like talking all the time to all the different people that are in the community, and I and I'm just I admire that so 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 much. Um, I'm very admirable. One other thing I wanted to say was make sure with your recovery that you keep up with your, um, with your health, go to all your doctor's appointments, Yes. make sure that if you have any problems that you go to the emergency room, do not, or, or urgent care. Don't go to urgent care. Oh my first. God. Urgent care is amazing. Yeah. Go to urgent care first. I didn't know what that was. Real, real emergency. Then go to emergency. So, room. so I grew up really poor. I didn't know what urgent care was until I started dating Felice. And she was like, <laughs> Oh, you know, I'm having this like Muscle thing. I'm I'm just gonna go to urgent care. I'm like, what the hell is urgent care? I don't, I don't even know what that is. It's great. Yeah. So like, I never had insurance again. I grew up like super poor. So I would just get sick, and then you would get sick to the point where you have to go to the emergency room. That's it. You don't make doctor's appointments because you can't afford those. You just get sick enough to you go to the emergency room. They they like put a band aid on it, give you some drugs, and then they say get the hell out. I didn't know what urgent care was. It's amazing. Yeah. It's and like the coolest thing in the world. So like, don't be afraid of it. I, 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 I was very fearful of doctors and all this stuff like growing up because, you know, I wasn't in my comfort zone. Now I'm a grown ass man and I almost died. I love all this stuff. I like messing with my doctors. I like, you know, just being like this, just around them. It's great. It, it's it's also it feels good to be here. It'll keep you from going back. Too. Yes. Like, yes. So yeah. I, I tell um all, all the survivors, you know, like. It's all this stuff is stressful. All this stuff sucks, right? I am so happy and thankful to be here to experience this suck instead of being stuck in a hospital bed or worse. I cannot be here. 
Like, you tell me what's worse, having to go see a doctor that you don't like or go do some physical therapy or regular therapy that you don't want to do or nothing, like endless nothing. Like, I, I, I don't know. This, this is awesome. I'm actually very thankful to be going through this dumb shit that I don't want to do. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and don't feel like falling back a little bit is, is like, you're totally falling off track. Like a couple weeks ago or a month ago, Joe had a little spike in his blood pressure. Oh, yes. We went to urgent care. Cause Joe's an idiot. And then the urgent care doctor was great and was like, no, you need to actually go to the emergency room because you had a stroke. Anytime you have a spike in blood pressure and with a headache, it was with a headache. That's why we went into the urgent care. Which was really concerning because I suffered from migraines um, uh, pre-stroke. And that's was just all the signs saying I was going to have a stroke and almost die. Um, so, yeah, I, I took that very seriously. It was really concerning because I haven't felt that in forever. Never, ever really want to feel that again. So but, if, you're ha- if you've had a stroke and you're experiencing a really bad headache and you have a spike in your blood pressure, go to the emergency room. Do it. Don't even go to the urgent care. Go to the emergency room. Yes. We didn't know that it, his, his blood pressure had spiked until we went into urgent care. Yeah, that's what was so, giving me the headache. And so they sent him to the same hospital that he got his treatment when he had his stroke and called. She was great. She called one of the doctors that actually treated him while he was um, in the hospital for when he had his stroke and they actually prepared the emergency room knowing oh that we God. were coming. I was like an emergency room VIP. Yeah. I like walked in. There's like a bunch of they people were ready there. For him. And they're like, hey, right over here, sir. Like, and they did awesome. a CT scan on him. And oh, and those suck, by the he way. He was clear. He what's funny is he didn't remember that he had done a bunch of those when he was no, in the no, no, no. So so he's like, have so, I done this before? I'm like, yes. So real quick, so the CT scan, I don't know if anybody's had those. I felt like I pissed myself. Sounds weird. So they put you in that thing, and the doctor or the the I don't know, the specialist before you go in, he's like all right, you're going to feel like a warm sensation over your body. And I was like, all right, cool. Not a big deal. So I went in and I felt a warm sensation over my body, mostly around my crotchal region. It was really weird. So I literally, I was like, did I just piss myself? What what is happening? I was so thrown off. So as soon as it was done, I literally had to put my my hand like next to my crotch or my pants. And I was like, no, I didn't piss myself. Why? It felt exactly like I, I pissed myself, right? So I get out and then the specialist comes in and he was like, oh, how are you feeling? I was like, that was a little weird. He's like, did you feel like you peed yourself? <laughs> I was like, I did. I did. Why didn't you say that? But yeah, so that's like a normal thing. If any of you guys have had a T- CT scan and felt like you pissed yourself, please let me know because misery loves company. And I think it was hilarious. So, well, I, you know what? I forgot what the word was for. They did something extra that made it was like an impression. I can't remember what it was called, but that's what you, you, I had. A, I had a brain injury. I'm not going to remember at all. I'm sorry, guys. I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> what? But anyway, you yeah. Know how, you know how they have like uh, um, like uh, a pregnant couple and it'll be like, oh, I have sympathy pains. Like you have sympathy brain injury. Yes, I do have sympathy brain injury, <laughs> which actually is something else that. Well, to end that story, he was fine. The CT was completely clear. Um, and he came home that night. I just had trouble regulating my emotions, which is important to know. Like th- now we know if he gets really, really upset, even though he's taking blood pressure medication and his stroke was blood pressure induced, high blood pressure induced stroke. Um, even if he is taking his blood pressure medication, his blood pressure can still spike if he gets overwhelmed, too I overwhelmed. Such a man that you, drugs you can can't stop my idiot. I don't know if that's something to brag about. But no, 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 absolutely not. <laughs> but what it taught us is that we need to really work on his tools to um, regulate his emotions. I need my tools, yeah, regulate his emotions. So that's something we've been working on. Um, but I was going to say, as a caregiver or being somebody supportive in somebody's life who's getting over or recovering from a brain injury, something that you should never do 
is when they say that they forgot something or they're having some sort of deficit that they're dealing with from memory or some brain issue don't go oh that happens to me too oh my god (laughs) that's one of the biggest things i can give advice wise because i forget things too but if i say that to him the worst it it just really like just makes him so mad because it's so i've 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 stopped that a long time ago yeah so so don't don't because i actually do a not brain but i do have memory issues myself just like i have a bad memory and I just thought I was just trying to like, you know, relate to him. Just don't. And he was like, no, please. I just, Just that doesn't make me feel better. Don't ever do. Well, you know, what's really, really funny. I had that, uh, um, this conversation, this moment with my therapist, like my crazy therapist. She's not crazy. She deals with my crazy. His psychologist. Yes. So so like, uh, we were in a session and I was like, yeah, so I was talking to, actually I was talking to the, I I think it was the Stromies. They, they put a post, uh, the, the, the three homies who had strokes, the Stromies. I love those women. Um, so they had like things that you shouldn't do or that, that have, happen and one of them is like comparisons like oh well i i have that too oh i forget all the time it's not a big deal so i was sharing that with my therapist and she literally she almost like got red and she looked at me and she was like oh my god i've done that to you haven't i i was like yes you have i i i don't nobody does it maliciously yeah people just do it because they want to make you feel better but you know for most survivors i'm not going to speak for everybody i'm only going to speak for to literally everyone i've spoken to so far it doesn't make us feel better. It makes us feel worse, you know, because you can't compare. It's like, oh, well, you forgot. Yeah, that sucks. My brain was exposed. <laughs> they put a hole in it to drain the blood so I wouldn't die. That's a there's a big difference. That's why I'm forgetting these things. Like, I, I don't think it's the same. So please don't do that. I just think it's really funny that I shamed my therapist. Yes, I thought it was funny too. <laughs> also, I just looked it up because I have my phone right here. Yes, yeah, she does. You get that peen sensation when you're in the CT scan when they do it with contrast. Oh, contrast. That's what it was. Yeah, I I can tell you guys what that means um, because I have it right here. Oh, no, I can't. No, you know what? I'm going to. Next, if I ever have I'm gonna to do it. in the show notes. I'm going to give this link in the show notes. If I ever have to do it. If I ever have to do a CT scan again, I'm just going to pee. I don't think you had to pee, though. No, I don't think I have to, but I'm going to. Oh, you're just going to do it? No, I'm not even going to do it like in the C team. I'm just going to do it standing up right before I go in. Be like, oops, sorry, guys. No? Good idea? Bad idea? I I don't think that's going to work. They might might put you in the psych ward, think there's something wrong with you. There's absolutely something. There's so many things wrong with me. So this is my two-year anniversary, my stroke-aversary. Stroke-aversary. And I wear that like a, a, a badge of honor. I, I really, really do. He literally does. He's got a tattoo of it. I do. I do. <laughs> I have a Yoda tattoo on my arm um, in a, a, a Survivor's. We'll post it on Instagram. Yeah, I was supposed to do it. If the Stromies, if you guys are listening, I was going to post my tattoo a couple of weeks ago when you asked. But I didn't. I had a strokey moment. And every time I was like, oh, I'm totally going to do this. And then I was like, ooh, shiny. And then I didn't. So Don't worry. I'll remember. But I'm going to. I'm going to tag you guys because you guys are the bestest. I'll do that as my my support system thing. I'll remember for you. Don't worry. I got you, boo. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, it, it, it's a big deal. I make um, normies <laughs> uncomfortable with the fact that I talk about almost dying so much. Because, you know, I, I did. But I think that, you know, it, well, obviously, for someone who hasn't gone through this with you and you just say that out of the blue, that's kind of like a, it's a little jarring. But I think that for you, it's not a negative thing. It's it's, it's a positive it's thing because it, it gave positive. you a new lease on life and it um it made you make a change in your life. You needed to make a change. And this, unfortunately, you needed a life threatening, you know, experience to uh, knock you into a new phase of your life. But I think that you have taken that that sign 
and you yeah. have and you are doing yeah. really good I'm, things. I'm like, with your I'm like life, Michael Jackson. I'm proud of you for change. that. Yeah. Make that change. I've made that change. You know, I, I have because he's starting with the man. In oh, that's what it's from. I was like, wait, which Michael Jackson song is it? Oh yeah, Man in the Mirror. Um, I looked at the Man in the Mirror and I made that change. So yeah, no, I I I, <laughs> I did. I I was you know it's I was lost. Now I'm found. Now he's found. It, it's it's crazy. Like it, it's he found himself. It sucks that it's taken damn near dying to get me to where I want to be and where I kind of feel like I probably should have been my whole life actually living it. Um, if you're out there and you're you're listening and you haven't almost died, just live, man. Don't like wait until like well, I actually have this conversation again. With, I'm talking about the Stromies a lot because we're going to be doing stuff in the future, which is awesome. Um, but like it, it shouldn't take almost dying to get you to live, you know, like, why does that happen? I talked to the guys from Stroke of Genius. And like, why does it take almost dying? Stroke of Genius is also another really cool um, video series. Yeah, yeah, the, the docu-series, that, that they're amazing. And, and we just had this conversation, like, why does it take almost dying to get you to, like, truly live? It shouldn't. Absolutely shouldn't. So hear what we've gone through, hear what I've gone and through. Do better. And be like, I don't want to do that. I just want to skip the middleman, the almost dying part. And I just want to go straight to living, you know, especially if you're if, if the cause was avoidable, like high blood pressure. Like Absolutely. Just, don't be an idiot. Go to the doctor. Don't, don't. Sometimes it happens out of nowhere. And that those are that's another. That's you you remember that, thing, that, that, um, that that campaign with Bo Jackson it's like Bo knows Joe knows idiocy. Joe knows <laughs> how to get himself almost killed by not going to the doctor, by stressing out. So don't be like Joe. Be like post stroke Joe. Yes. Right. Be be like Joe 2.0. Joe 2.0. Yeah, killing it. So two years later, I'm here. I'm 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 bigger. I'm faster. I'm strong. I'm like the six million dollar man, but worth a hell of a lot less. No, so, worth a hell of a lot more. You're worth way more than six million. Yes. You're worth six hundred billion. I thought you were going to say six hundred bucks. I was like, I don't know if that's more. <laughs> um, so uh, you know, uh, um, keep pushing forward. Um, Never give up. No, like really, never give up. Be patient. I know it's really, really hard. You're do as I say, not as I do, because I was, I am not the most patient person, not one of my virtues, but it's very, very helpful. Like once you realize, I, I just have to take this like one step at a time. I have to stand, I have to crawl before I stand, I have to stand before I walk, I have to walk before I run. Just take everything as steps. It's all steps. You can't do it all at once. It's all steps. Take your time, find your community, be patient, love each other. Follow us at the Neuro Nerds. Yes, follow at, at the Neuro Nerds. At um, Joso Rocks. Uh, uh, me at Joso Rocks. I'm at Felice Lazay if you like music. Yeah, she, she she's dope. <laughs> we she, have a Uso Rock uh, support group on Facebook. I, I, I'm not there yet. I started that way too early because I just wasn't ready to do that. Slowly but surely, I'm getting there. Like I said, it's all steps. And it's Thank definitely you. one of the steps. I'm getting there. Thank you to Avid for sponsoring this Oh, you can talk about Avid since you are an Avid-sponsored artist yes. as well. What does Avid do? So I'm going to explain right now. Avid it makes tools for audio production and video production. And we use Pro Tools to edit every uh, episode of the NeuroNerds. Pro Tools is their music, um, audio. well, not just for music, audio production, um, DAW. It's a digital audio workstation that you can use to edit and to record, and that's how we're recording this episode right now. That sounds so fancy, doesn't it? <laughs> super fancy. You can follow uh, Lauren, who isn't here. She's here in spirit. Uh, Lauren L. Manzano. Uh, she's um, getting ready for a competition. And, you know, Lauren's 
amazing. And she's you guys like, didn't know Lauren's a dancer, and yeah. she that's the competition she's getting ready for. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw her outfit. There's like lightsabers involved. She's killing it. Wow, it's a nerdy no, dance No, it is. It is. It's, 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 she's <laughs> awesome, too. And she's, you know, she's fighting through like a wrist injury, too. So, yeah. but, you know, she, she's a warrior. She's going to get past it. Um, if you want to listen, the neuronerds.com. Neuronerds.com. Uh, you uh, Joe Rocks. At Joe Rocks everywhere. The links are always in the bios. It's in right? our show notes. You it's in the show it. notes. Yes. My voice always goes up when I'm like not 100% sure about things. <laughs> That's where it is. Hey, the Neuronerds, we're here to help. Really, really. I love talking to you guys. I love hearing your stories. Please reach out. I'll reach out to you guys too. I, I'm, I, it's not. <laughs> Thanks it's, for having me. It's it's not just one way. I reach out to you, so make sure you respond back. Um, I appreciate Felice for sitting in and uh, um, talking about how amazing I am over the past two years. That's what this whole thing is. <laughs> yeah, been, this right? was just about me talking about how amazing. Yeah, like how awesome I am. How sure. good. Lo- Wait, no, talk about my good looks too. Like your, really your attractive good looks and how attractive. Was, it was and it was so are. unprompted. This is so sure spontaneous and beautiful thanks to thank you to stella my sitting here quietly (laughs) just yawning sitting at my feet being majestic and beautiful um we love you guys neuro nerds always here to help on that note neuro Neuro nerds nerds out out. that could have been a little better (laughs) i tried i was trying to i was trying to go in sync with you (laughs) it was so bad The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.